Now you truly can rewrite your future with these powerful prevention techniques. Going from feeling hopeless in your health to feeling confident. To bring information and unleash the potential of our listeners to ask the right questions. It's my responsibility to take control of my own health. Welcome to the Ask Why Medicine podcast. Welcome to Ask Why Medicine podcast. Today, we're going to ask why you need a medical and dental specialist, or is what we call an oral systemic collaboration team. So I'm bringing up medical and dental, but the true question is, aren't they one and the same? And that's something that you're just bringing up, Dr. Gina Pritchard. Why are we trying to exclude them when it's more about an oral systemic or the whole body and collaboration together? That's exactly right. It is the whole body health focus, complete health that we're talking about. So the area of dentistry, of airway, of oral health is a specialty area of medicine, traditional medicine. And then people think of other types of medicine, as you've mentioned in a, another podcast, Laura, as like these different categories, or we say we're siloed into a category. People think there's certain reasons to go to the lung doctor, the pulmonologist. There's certain reasons to go to the dermatologist. There's certain reasons to go to the cardiologist. And indeed, there are occasions where that's perfectly appropriate. But what we're saying in this podcast, this Ask Why Medicine podcast, and the very reason that we have dental experts or oral medicine experts and systemic medicine experts on the this podcast is because you truly are not going to be able to live the life that you desire, have the future health that you desire, unless you have someone collaborating, unless you have two teams collaborating. Let me correct that. Oral medicine and systemic medicine. So by systemic medicine, we mean really functional medicine and functional dentistry, functional dental medicine. What does that mean? Functional medicine is really defined as root cause resolution medicine, continuing to ask why, what are the drivers, what are the root causes that could put me at risk for disease or perhaps are causing my disease and keep asking why, uncovering those root causes, effectively reversing or managing those root causes to protect yourself for the life you want free of disease and full of optimal health. Well, I think that's great. I mean, I just want to speak for dentistry, you know, first learning in school, it's like, as a hygienist, like you just see a problem and you fix it. And I would say same thing on EFTA, which just means expanded function dental auxiliary. It's like, yes, the dentist rolls a hole and we fill the hole. But there's so much more to talk about of, you know, why do we have a cavity in the first place? Well, what most people don't know is from bacteria. We always want to talk about, oh, don't eat sugar. Well, it's the sugar feeding the bacteria. And I know Patty, you too, as a hygienist, it's like, okay, somebody comes in and just wants to get their teeth cleaned. You know, it's like, what? Are, where do we go from there when there's so much more than just that one aspect? I think it's been the history of dentistry and medicine that we really haven't ever worked together, which is what this group is all about, is really um, every patient needs a healthcare team. We call it an extended healthcare team because we don't all know everything about everything, but when we work together, we could certainly give much more complete care. And then I know you, Dr. Witt, it's like, right, we're talking about, you know, 
dentistry from that aspect, but you deal with, right, I can't ignore the bite, the function, the airway, the oxygen, and then the oxygen feeding the bacteria, the bacteria, the pathogens getting into the bloodstream that come all the way back to Gina of, you know, contributing to vascular disease and dementia and heart attacks and all that. So it's like, you know, how do you explain that to your patient? You know, one of the things that comes to my mind in this is that all of us that are in the field of medicine responsible for the health of our patients and those we care for, um, what we're discussing here is looking at the big picture. So on the local level, uh, as a dentist, I'm looking at the health of the gums and the teeth and the bone, the bite and the jaw joints, these sorts of things, but no different than a ophthalmologist who's concerned about your vision, are they not also concerned about whether you have diabetes? Because you can lose your eyesight because of uncontrolled diabetes. You can lose your teeth because of uncontrolled diabetes. You can lose your health because of uncontrolled diabetes and uncontrolled uh, periodontal disease. So when we begin to look at these things that way, I'm excited to be in the field of oral medicine because we see that as a gateway to the rest of the body. So much comes through your mouth, whether it's the air you breathe or the food you eat or the cigarettes you smoke or the alcohol you drink. Um, these are things that are coming into the body that are very important or the bacteria that reside in your mouth, where if the culture of our body, whereby we have more cells, excuse me, more bacteria in our bodies than we do cells in our body. If the culture starting from the mouth all the way through the uh, GI tract is not in balance, that'll dramatically affect our health. It'll dramatically affect our immune system where about 70% of our immune system is developed in the, in, in the gut as it were. And so seeing that connection between all these things is very exciting to me and um, is what motivates me to see in, in our particular field of dentistry, uh, what I call us is the gatekeepers of systemic inflammation. And so um, we take that responsibility very seriously, but even though we may be able to identify some concerns, some of which we can treat, some of which we can't, we need our medical colleagues that have the expertise in all these other arenas to be able to work together with us to guard the health of our patients. Well, and I love that. I think that then shift that to just everything we're talking about, that it's really an oral systemic collaboration. Yeah, absolutely, Laura. I think it's so exciting uh, too, with that, that we're seeing more and more of this because for example, I do see that systemic inflammation that you're talking about on the blood test, the urine test, the, um, the patient who can't lose weight, for example, as I'm looking for root causes, I can only go so far without having a dental medical team collaborating with me. So I know we've all done some of those collaborative consultations with the patient. And I think that's one of the most rewarding things because um, in my cardiovascular focused prevention practice, where I'm preventing, stabilizing and reversing cardiovascular disease and dementia on a daily basis, there are only 
there's only so far I can go. In other words, without having the dental hygienist, the dentist, the airway specialist collaborating on an individual's care plan, um, I can't fully ensure that this individual is protected from these awful diseases. So it's so exciting to see more and more of these collaborations taking place. Because and and it's very exciting to see the public starting to understand that they, if they're a systemic medical expert and their oral expert is not, if they're not talking, then they need to look for a new specialist, truly, uh, or maybe two new specialists. And so we're, we're going to ask those questions on this podcast, like, what do you look for in these type of healthcare providers and, that you want on your team? There's a term that I don't know where I first heard it, but I love it. And it's critical and central to what we're talking about and what we're all about together as collaborative health professionals. And that is inflame aging. Inflame aging is aging due to accelerated aging due to inflammation. And it's killing us. And so every specialty in medicine should be familiar with the term inflame aging and what their component of medicine has to do with controlling or reversing that so that we uh, don't see disease developing. And it's possible. It's doable. And we can do this. Well, we all have to take a huge responsibility in letting the patient understand that their mouth is contributing to their overall wellness. Just like Laura said earlier, um, you know, they, they a lot of times don't realize that what's in their mouth is contributing to their overall demise or disease or whatever. And so uh, we really have to, a big job going forward. And it's, and it's really exciting for dentistry. I feel like to uh, look at the future and know that we are so um, important in reducing inflammation in the mouth and helping the patient have a healthier body all overall. The, I always say the rumor is the mouth is connected to the body. And that's what we're talking about. Well, I think it's great that we're just asking why and getting people to understand that connection. And I'm just so excited that we're going to start talking about the actual tests um, that we can be asking for. So I think that's even something that I just want to talk about. And the collaboration is like Gina said, she can only go so far. And that's where some of these testing and areas that we look at that we can be collaborating with using the same type of, I would say, like a, a medical model, since we're all in medicine together, like you said, there's oral medicine and systemic medicine. So if we're going to collaborate, I just want to talk about some of the tests that we both can be looking at on both sides um, and what our patients can be asking for, because that's what we want. We want them to be asking for these tests that Maybe somebody, like we said in our earlier, it's like, you know, everything looks okay because like we said, inflammation is science. That inflame aging is happening silently. So what are some of the first tests, I guess, that we could speak to? I know in dentistry, just talking about, you know, let's just talk about bleeding gums. Where can we go besides just having a periodontal chart, Patty being a hygienist for so long, for so many years, you know, what would you offer to our, our listeners? Well, I just feel like that for a long time in dentistry, I've been in dentistry for 40 years and uh, patients do have bleeding gums. They have pink in the sink when they brush at home, but some of our patients actually have good 
oral hygiene, they brush and they floss. So that's not the answer. That's not what's causing their bleeding. So um, it's just exciting now that we can actually test uh, to see what's causing that inflammation or infection. It is infection when it's bleeding. And we just want the patient to understand that and know that we can find out a reason other than maybe they're not brushing and flossing as well as they should, but maybe it's not about that at all. Maybe it is that we need to have more of an objective diagnosis with doing some testing, which we can test through saliva um, and find out what bacterias are there that might be causing an infection in their mouth so that we can start with that. Yeah. And Patty, I would say I have an example in my mind right now that so beautifully illustrates what you're just talking about. Whenever we you get those uh, salivary tests you're talking about, looking for bacteria in the saliva, and then collaborate with someone uh, such as myself when I'm looking at inflammation in the blood that can show me this person is at risk for heart attack or stroke. We had a patient just recently that we were talking about that their bacterial pathogens that were found in the saliva uh, were uh, not addressed over or minimally addressed, I would say. We were kind of waiting on a, a new dentist to get the office open and a few things were in the works, but lo and behold, we get three-month blood tests on this patient and that bacteria has made his plaque worse, I'm sure. We know that bacteria in the mouth, we've said it before, causes and disrupts plaque in the wall of the artery or cholesterol buildup in the wall of your arteries leading to vascular disease that can cause heart attacks and strokes. So we had a gentleman that had the salivary test like you're talking about through the holidays and various things, uh, saw him back for three-month labs today. And the labs that I'm getting on the systemic medical side show that that bacteria, wow, it has to be addressed because things are getting worse. So tests that we can do on the systemic side are blood work. I imagine a lot of our listeners have had a C-reactive protein done or have heard of C-reactive protein, CRP. That's one example of the blood test. There are others that are very specific to uh, various parts of the body uh, that are inflamed at the time. So we can talk about all of those tests and exactly what they mean on a future podcast, but just know that's one of the things you want to ask your dental specialists are for that bacteria testing of the saliva and your systemic specialist for the blood test, as many as they can order. Uh, we have about six now that can, at least six, um, that can show us inflammation in the body. So when you marry that information together by using a team like we're talking about, that's when the life-saving work really becomes powerful. Yeah, working at a heart attack and stroke prevention center, we have um, some of the blood tests that come back, like uh, the myeloperoxidase, for instance, that I know that you test for. And if it's real high, then if you've done everything that you know medically to do, you're going to look at a dentist, right? And be like, you know, is there a infected tooth here that might be driving this uh, inflammatory marker for me? And uh, I need you to check that out, get that treated, get rid of the tooth or whatever needs to happen. Um, if we need to treat it with a root canal or uh, just figure out, you know, what needs to be done to help you get your number down, um, that inflammatory marker that's really high. And uh, we know that 50% of the time it can be a tooth or more. Such a great point. That's one of the tests I was talking about. So C-reactive protein, 
nonspecific. Myeloperoxidase MPO, like you were talking about, very simple blood tests to do. And it's very specific that the white blood cells are revved up in the wall of an artery somewhere and trouble is brewing. So that's why I say it's a prevention emergency. We've got to find out what's what's causing that. You may feel fine, but these are the indications that silent things are happening in your body that are very dangerous. There's another test very similar, the plaque test or LPPLA2. And that blood test, simple to do, very inexpensive, uh, can also indicate inflammation in the wall of the artery. And so the gentleman I was speaking about earlier, that's absolutely the case. His plaque two was perfectly normal back in August and blood work uh, then performed more recently, about three months later, uh, the plaque two was elevated and the oral bacterial pathogens had not been ideally treated. And so we knew it's a prevention emergency, if you will. We've got to get right on that. And just so many dental patients, I feel like, do not understand what a connection there is, which is what we want to continue to talk about on here on Ask Why, is, you know, well, if I, do I have to get that tooth out or do I have to have a root canal? Don't really have the money for that. Um, you know, they want to put off treatment and they, because they feel it's just about their teeth. So that's what we're trying to get out there is, you know, education for patients that, you know, it's not just about your teeth anymore. We know that it has everything to do with your vascular health and, and your brain health and you know, your diabetic level and all of that. Um, it just all works together. I think part of what we want to do is educate all of our listeners and ourselves to all the ways that we can become more rational and taking responsibility for our own health and not depending on the medical system to save us. Uh, but we become part of the medical system, whether we're a professional or a housewife or, a, you know, any individual. And um, I, I love the example of uh, the colleagues that Dr. Gina works with, uh, Dr. Brad Bale and Amy Donin. Uh, who work with uh, vascular health. And uh, they wrote a book together called Beat the Heart Attack Gene. And the purpose of that book was really for everyone, not for those that were technically oriented, but for everyone out there who's saying, well, how do I begin to ask the right questions? How do I begin to say, well, if my physician isn't really being as thorough as maybe they should be is, are there ways that I can get involved and say, you know, I would like for you at my next examination or physical to run this, this, and this test, because I know those are important. And in that book, beat the heart attack gene, which we highly recommend, um, it explains to all of us on a layman's level uh, how to begin to understand what's important to be tested, what to ask for to be tested, or even to say, we will be testing this. I'm going to take some control here of um, my own health in that regard and ask my physician to run that for me. So um, that that's an interesting perspective, but I think that's part of the revolution that we're talking about is you know, if the professionals in some incidences aren't up to speed, then we're going to begin to challenge that um, so that they're uh, motivated and, and in some ways forced to, uh, to get up to speed. And so uh, we can do that. And we'll, we'll be talking about those things together. And I'm sure at some point we'll have uh, not only Dr. Gina's expertise on this, but 
even bringing in some of those other colleagues. So I kind of want to throw out there, it's like, you know, what questions do you really ask? Um, I want to bring that up because I also want to say we're here to collaborate, right? We're here to help. Um, by no means as a hygienist, do I want somebody to leave their dentist. In fact, we want to work with healthcare teams. We want to work with those dentists by being able to provide you, the patient, by asking these questions, right, where you can get some of these tests done and then how we or people that we network with can then collaborate with your dental team or your medical team. So in saying that, I guess I want to bring up, you know, what questions can they ask just if they go to their dentist? I feel like one of the first things I always want to say is, you know, most people don't sit down and ask me, do I have periodontal disease? Do I have gingivitis? You know, it's like just flat out asking, do I have any of those early signs that are happening? Well, Maybe. I would say that one of the things I would like to see, and many times the public has to drive change. Um, I don't care whether you're a health professional or any other professional, um, the, the tendency to keep doing things the way you've always done them is always there. Um, usual and customary is, is alive and well. And um, so with that being true, uh, one of the things that I think has been most valuable in moving our dental practice into more of a medical model is beginning to understand the valuable testing that can be done. So salivary testing that was mentioned, uh, which by the way, is growing exponentially in the numbers of different disorders that can be evaluated using simple saliva. Uh, it's estimated that in the near future, there'll be over 250 different disorders that can be identified using salivary testing, including uh, some types of cancers. And so that's a easy to use valuable tool that obviously would be easy to do in a dental office setting. Uh, and so salivary testing, uh, you know, just like uh, blood work and urinalysis has many, many benefits. Um, so I would love to see our dental professionals uh, beginning to use that routinely as a way of getting to the bottom of what's going on. Let me give you an example. So when someone comes in to see a dentist after they've had open heart surgery or hip replacement or a knee replacement, it's standard protocol in orthopedics that they would be given a antibiotic a dose one hour before a dental cleaning because everyone understands that bacteria in the mouth can get into the bloodstream during that cleaning and can put you at risk, for example, of having a bacterial uh, episode in your heart that could even be life-threatening, so-called bacterial endocarditis, or could go into the place of a hip uh, replacement or a joint replacement and endanger the health of that replacement and the potential of having an infection there that could be very dangerous. So if that's true, that we recognize the bacteria in the mouth can endanger your overall health when you're having your teeth clean, what about the person that every time they brush their teeth at night, you know, spits out blood in the sink? What about the person that every time they eat an apple, they have blood in their mouth? Aren't they at risk 365 days a year? 
if there are bacteria there that are potentially dangerous? Of course, that's true. Is that being addressed routinely? Not by almost anybody, but yet it's very logical. And so what we would like to see is we would like to see dental professionals, oral health specialists, uh, begin to use salivary testing routinely. And we'd like to see their patients coming in saying, do you do salivary testing? And the answer very quickly would become yes, because they'd have to go learn about it very quickly in order to get up to speed with what the public, with what their patients are asking for. And so sometimes change has to come through us as the public uh, and then roll over or affect uh, the health professionals to make changes too. So I, I would really love to see that so that these things become protocols uh, with our health professionals. And, and you're asking about dental professionals in this case. Great. So I feel like a couple takeaways from our podcast, you could be asking, do I have signs of gingivitis, periodontal disease, right? Do I have pocketing? So when they measure, you hear a number, do I have anything over a three? I think just asking, do I have a scalloped tongue, enlarged tongue? Do I have an open airway? Do I have enlarged tonsils? Do I clench or grind? Do you see any of those signs? So I think there's a lot of things you can be asking your dental professional. And then of course, do you offer saliva testing? That would be fantastic. But if they don't, we have some great companies. There's more coming out, but I do have these five top companies. We have Oral DNA, we have Phyta Labs, we have Microgen DX, we have Microblinks, and we have Oral Vital. So are, there are lots of places to go to even get these saliva tests. You can find them in your area by going to their websites, or you can check always on our Facebook. And so we ask you to subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcasting app so you don't miss an episode as we continue. So follow us on social media. You can find us at Ask Why Medicine on Facebook and Instagram. So until we see you again, continue to ask why. <laughs>